The following podcast is recommended for mature audiences only. The following podcast is recommended for adults only. Maturity is not a requirement. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Dear Download, a podcast where we get to share our most intimate and treasured memories of Download Festival. We'll talk about each year, the bands we saw, the bands we missed and everything else that happened across the weekend. Also, we'll touch upon any news, other festivals and the music industry, past, present and future. This week, oh, I'm looking forward to this week. It's uh, well, it's the start of our countdown to download episodes and we're going to be talking about every single band that are playing on the Friday. So we'll go through all four stages and we'll let you know what we think of them, what uh, what they're like. I'm Adam and I'm here with Simon. Hello, sir. Hello, episode 21. We I do can't, this every, yeah, can't believe every, it. Every episode will be, will be amazed by how high <laughs> the number has got. We have been probably at least the last five or six. I think when we started going into like double figures, even when it was like 11, I was like, okay. And then when we, but now, then when we got to like the high teens, I was like, holy hell, we've we done that many episodes. And then last mm. week I was like 20. I was like, is it 20? And then now it's like 21. It's like, wow, that's insane, dude. So cool. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, how, how are you feeling, man? Have you gotten over your cold since yeah. last time? Yeah, I'm on the wall. Yeah. Good. There's, maybe there's still a bit there, but yeah, I'm fine. I'm I'm great, mate. All good. Um, good. Loving, loving the weather at the weekend. I actually got sunburnt yeah. doing the gardening, which was, yeah. Um, yeah, it was great though. No, I loved it. Yeah, it's awesome. What about you? Nice. Uh, yeah, no, I'm doing all right. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, well, the kids have got chicken pox at the moment, which is a bit oh, of a pain. No. Yeah. Well, so- Soren's got them at the moment. I mean, we, we just know Nova's going to get them as well. But yeah, they just started coming up the last couple of days with Soren, so that's going to be oh. an interesting few days. Yeah, Jesus. That's the worst. My mum took yeah. pictures of us when we we all had them. It's funny because yeah. like, me and my brother are like running completely head to toe covered in that like white stuff. That like yeah. tries to keep them down. It's like I can't remember. It's called chamomile lotion, I think it is. But yeah, yes, that's what I had to go and get today. Yeah, I think that I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah awesome. Uh, we put the lotion on the skin. And <laughs> Old then, school. Uh, <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, how how have you? How's your couple, last couple of weeks been? How yeah, have you been doing? Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, nothing really to report. Um, obviously, we done a podcast with someone else last week, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I had that in the notes to talk about, but yeah. Fuck it, let's do it. Yeah, go on. Matt Bacon from Nevermind Polly Podcast invited us onto his podcast, and uh, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was good. We got to talk about. I know we don't talk about ourselves that much. We do a little bit at the beginning, but we actually got to talk about us. And he did ask us some interesting on the spot questions yeah. that we had to come up with answers for so i'll be yeah. actually really interested to um to listen to that one back and actually see how we sounded if we didn't sound like absolute assholes i'm sure we didn't no i'm sure we didn't no, I'm it, sure we uh, didn't. it would have been nice for me at least to to have known the questions that he was going to ask in advance <laughs> no it was good it was good you done well but on yeah. the spot you done well it was um yeah that was fun it's nice to um nice to be invited on someone else's podcast and someone who says he's a fan of the podcast as well, which is even cooler. Um, yeah. It's just awesome. 
so cool. Yeah, and we're and we're doing and we've done twenty one episodes, and we've been invited on other people's, and people have been invited <laughs> on ours. It's all kicking off. A downloads yeah. coming in like seven and a half weeks. It's it's all happening. Yeah. Oh, it's so close, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, never mind Polly podcast. Uh, he said after we recorded, it should be about two weeks. So by the time this comes out, if you're listening to it on release day, that'll be about a week and a half after. So within the next week of you hearing this, I would imagine it should be out. It's not out yet. There you go. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like should be interesting. Yeah, I'm excited. He's he's not going to download. I I did make sure I asked him. I think we should. Uh, Try and try and catch up with all the uh, other podcasters. Yeah, that, that we'll we've them. been in contact with. We'll have them all on, mate. Yeah, go we'll meet up with them at download. All stand in a big circle, and everyone will walk past us, not having a fucking clue who we are. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, do you know who I am? We <laughs> always oh, should stand uh, and watch the other podcasts on stage and just sort of boo them. Yeah, well, I. I did say I made a YouTube video the other day about all the stuff that's that's happened to download, and I said I'm I you know from someone who does a podcast, I do not know how a live podcast is going to go down in front of drunk people. No, <laughs> I, I, I personally think it's going to be an absolute car wreck, but we'll see. Yeah, I I've heard of other I've heard other live podcasts go out before. I've heard um oh there was a board game one. There was uh, that I heard. There was uh, well, it was an escape room one, which was quite good. Yeah, two, but was it was it ones, were they filmed at festivals? There was at conventions. <laughs> okay, so but that's a bit different though. A little bit different, and also, yeah. well, one of them is Sapanin, who uh, the, the whole thing is interviewing people, which is yeah, I like like you said, I don't know how that's gonna go mm-hmm. if they're gonna try and interview somebody at the festival. Yeah, that's gonna. But well, we'll I'll go through that anyway. Yeah, be interested to see how how that works but yeah yeah yeah, yeah it'll be, but i mean they are quite funny anyway they might just do a bit of a stand-up yeah thing yeah i can't I'll be interested man can't wait to see what yeah. <laughs> what they actually do so yeah pop my head in for that one definitely yeah uh well you, well you just mentioned it there i've got in the notes um the loads and loads and loads of stuff has been added to well announced for download mm-hmm. obviously we're getting a bit closer so they're trying to give people as much information as they can uh, of what's going to be happening. Uh, I don't think this this is going to be a long episode as it is, so we're probably not going to have time to go through all of it. But like we, said, yeah, we won't we won't you, go into detail. A, yeah, we'll do that yeah, a bit you closer. Did, Simon did a YouTube video. Go and watch his YouTube video. Um, yeah. I watched it. It was good. Um, and then it reminded me I had to do research for this. <laughs> I was trying to have a nap, <laughs> and I got to the end of it, and I was like, oh, shit, I've got to go and do that. We will talk about again. we will talk about all this stuff. So go go to my YouTube, which is just Simon Bond, and have a look on there. And me and Adam will talk about all that stuff. Um, we'll talk about the map. We'll talk about all that shit. That when it once it gets yeah. a bit closer down. At the moment, we're just concentrating on the lineup. But we will just because we don't want this one to be a go too long. We will in the next couple of episodes get talk about the map. We'll talk about camps. We'll go through all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, also, well. While we're on it, is there just what what what's the biggest thing you can think of from that that uh, maybe you want to put in like add in here? Well, the biggest like I'd say thing? the biggest thing is the change to the map is the biggest thing. The yeah. locations, I mean, everything. If you look at uh, an image of download from anywhere, you know, even from two thousand and three all the way up to literally download twenty nineteen. Uh, some bits have changed, but some bits have stayed in the exact same place. And now yeah. 
it's completely different. It's yeah. it's the oh, biggest definitely. change to happen to download since live music moving from the infield out of it. It's yeah. the biggest change to download yeah. since there. That's a good point. I'd not really thought of it. Thought of that. Yeah, it's a huge change. A you know, all point. those campsites that we used to stay on every part on there, all car parks. The download site itself has moved completely over to the west. It's literally like a like a different. It's going to be a completely different type of walking around now. It's going to be. I'm excited to see uh, what the um, village is going to be like on the tarmac as well. Um, yeah, I, I I posted on Reddit the the video and someone came back to me and said said about oh it, they say it's ten percent grass so you might be still some mud and then they, we were talking I was talking to them and I didn't think in my head oh yeah the doghouse is going to be on concrete it's normally on grass but it'll be on sorry yeah. tarmac so I said to them now you're going to see everyone's puke everywhere and oh. everything <laughs> and then they're like oh yeah. well at least someone won't lose their phone and I was like that's very true because a lot of people end up losing all their shit in the grass. But it's yeah, not going to be grass but, anymore. So. But, yeah, yeah. We'll see. It'll be interesting, Fuck, man. It is going to be very interesting. Yeah, yeah. There's one thing that I want to go over that's been announced that I think is going to fly under a lot of people's radars, and that is the the car share car park. Is that something you've heard of? I did not see that. Yeah, it it, it was in a little paragraph. Everything else had little links in the in the writing to so click on it to take you to the the page to give you more information that didn't but i i learned about that in 2019 through a guy from reddit actually um ah. I just it just put up just a little tip and said like if, if you if you go to the specific website like the official website for car sharing even even if uh, we don't have to tell too many people of this but <laughs> even if it's just you and your mates but you both sign up and agree to car share you get in a into the car share car park. Ooh. And um and th- this is fucking amazing. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show where is it gone? Bugger. So I'm gonna show you where we parked in twenty nineteen. I will put this up on the social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, but I'm not gonna put any hashtags or anything. This is just for you listeners to have a reference to go, ah, oh, we might want to park there. <laughs> so we'll keep this we'll keep this secret, okay, between me, Simon, and you guys listening. But yeah, so this is a map of 2019. You got, oh, hang on. I need to share my fucking screen first. Yeah, I can't see it. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. Come on, right. mate. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, click on that. Let me watch that stream, baby. Yeah. Are you looking at it? Yeah, got it. Okay. So obviously you got got um, the public car park, West car park over here. Mm-hmm. This is where you went in. Uh, this is the other car park. We parked right here, about there. Oh my god! You can see, and and it was literally like a couple of minutes walk from the entrance to the festival. That's where the hardcore is. So we Holy. were about two minutes away from that. Holy cow! Because hell. we, yeah, because we, um, it was me and Jacobs. Yeah, we signed up to the official car sharing thing, and yeah, they were like, yeah, you can park here. Don't have to walk oh very far. Oh my god, that's amazing! That's a cheeky little uh, idea there. I like it. Yeah, and nice. uh, I, I was wondering if it was going to happen again. I don't know where the parking would be for this year. Uh, yeah, the the, the the map doesn't have any um doesn't have any details on it yet. It's just uh like a basic map to show you where stuff's gonna be, but there's no details on it. So once the detailed map comes out, you might be able to get an idea of where exactly it's gonna be, which might be could be better, could be worse. You never know. But that looks pretty close. Yeah, 
Uh, it was it was good. It was a lifesaver, and especially on the way out as well. You know, it was so close to the car park. We didn't uh, well, so close to the car. Yeah, you know, we didn't have to um, drag our stuff too far. Yeah, so it was good. And uh, yeah, like I said, we keep that secret. I just wanted to say that because I don't think many people know about it. Uh, even I didn't know about that, mate. Not at all. No. Okay. What else do we have here before we carry on? Um, I think. <clears throat> oh yeah, that's a, that. That's all we really have time to go into download wise for the news. Like like we said, we don't want to go too much into it because we could be here for hours. But I do want to just remind everybody that we we still want your audio to put into the episode that we're going to be releasing on the Wednesday morning of download. I put a post out on Facebook and Instagram about it a couple of days ago. We've had we've had a couple now, and um, one of them it, one, it was quite cool. And uh, I think I'll say a couple of things about it on the episode as well. I'm not going to say too much. It's a long one. It's about three and a half minutes. But it's good. So, yeah, I just want you to send your stuff in. It should be a good episode. And, um, yeah, you'll, you can find out how you can do that at the end of the show. Um, what about news? Should we bring the news in? The news, the news, bring the news. I have no news, but bring the news in. Um, I'll make up some on, news. Yeah. All of that stuff was the news. Uh, <laughs> we pre- Premature news. Premature news. Um, fuck it. Yeah. Well, there's the news done then. There you go. News is over. Maybe I'll put your little news clip in here, but I'll play it backwards. Nice. <laughs> I like it. Right, well, shall we start talking about a bout? What the fuck is wrong with me? Talking a bout? Who's a yeah. bout? <laughs> shall we start talking about the Friday of download then and what bands we can go and see? Yeah, let's talk about it, man. Let's go into that sweet, sweet first day of music. Awesome. Let's, uh, Ronnie, you should probably uh, bring us in then. Come on, Ronnie. Come on, mate. Symphony Down! Right, so thank you, Ronnie. We, um, the way I've written this down, I've gone from the bottom of the poster to the top. Uh, just because the the lower bands will probably have a bit more info about, will probably have a bit more to say because, and people might will probably be more interested in finding out about bands they, they they've not really heard of before. I, I was my best guess, you know, people don't really want to hear us talking about Kiss in this because everyone knows who Kiss are. True. So yeah, I've started from the bottom. Uh, I didn't do Tempt. I did do Tempt. That's fine. I I I listened to the um, the playlists that I made uh, a couple of weeks back, uh, and there have been four, and I forgot to put the, a band called Tempt in. I have no idea how I missed it, and I have no idea how I figured out I missed it. But uh, <laughs> I, managed, I I worked it out a couple of days ago, so I put it in, and I listened to them like literally about an hour ago when I was going out to get more apple juice. Yeah. So first up. Uh, starting op- well, opening the Dogtooth stage on the Friday uh, is a band called Harriet. Indeed, right? yeah. They, yes, I don't have the poster now. I'm just I'm just relying on no, my own notes. I've got mine in order. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you if it's wrong. Don't worry. You're right. Cool. Man. Excellent. Also, yeah. So what I've done is um, we obviously know the 
the Pretty Reckless and the Distillers have both pulled out. Yes. Which should have been in the news, really. But So I've also put where the band is from, just to give like an idea of whether they might pull out or not. If they're from same, the UK. I've done the exact same thing. Have you? Nice. I've literally done the exact same thing. And I've also put how many listeners, monthly listeners, they have on Spotify. I did not do that. Ah, God. excellent. Okay, so Harriet, uh, they have uh, 19,577 monthly listeners and are from the UK. They oh, are. yeah, sorry. The other thing I did, I was going to try and find the best little blur about them uh, that I could, whether that's from the download website, their Instagram um, I found out that Download took most of their blurbs from Spotify. A lot right. of them were just copy and pasted straight from Spotify. So I just I just took them. So uh, shall I say, I'll just read them out as we go. Um, and you said you will have... Yeah, you, you uh, read your bit out and I'll give my comments. And yeah. then, cool. yeah, that's the best way to do it. Excellent. So, Harriet, uh, industrial soundscapes and ethereal vocals contrasting with... HM2 aggression creates an uncommon invention of metal. Harriet's character rests on a razor blade, chaotically flickering between devastation and ease. Having caught the attention of Kerrang, Rock Sound, Revolver, Notfest, and Radio 1's Daniel P. Carter, the band recently signed to Church Road Records with debut EP Profound Morality, scheduled for release on April 29th, 2022. Harriet's exploration of Desolation will continue. It doesn't really tell you much about the band, does it? But uh... <laughs> I, I listened to the EP. It's really good. Yeah, they're really they're really weird. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice mix of like heavy and sort of um, clean vocals, but there's a lot yeah. of sort of prog and metal stuff in there as well. And um, yeah, I wrote I wrote one of my notes. It reminds me of the heavier side of Code Orange um, okay. for their like dislocated heavy stuff. And I just yeah. I put interesting. My comments were interesting. Sound could sound huge live because they've got a lot of soundscapes and there's a lot of it's it's good. I really liked it. I listened. To it, I thought this is pretty sick. I listened to the whole EP. Um, yeah. Most of the other bands I only listened to one song, but these guys, I the whole EP. I was like, that, that's oh nice. Pretty much, it's in my wheelhouse. So yeah, I was like nice. So I just, yeah, I just put could sound huge live. So um, on the first day, these might be the guys that I go and watch. As the first band, yeah, nice, awesome. We, uh, I listened to it as well. I listened to the two songs that I put on on the playlist, and uh, I I thought it was weird, um, interesting, like you said. It's a very proggy, but in an odd way. <laughs> yeah, they I've, they use a lot of soundscapes and um, yeah. a lot of background vocals and reverb and stuff. It sounded cool. It's nice. It's a bit, you know, had like a really horrible dreamy element to it which i really liked so it's good i'll I'll, I'll give it another (laughs) listen and see what the second one's like but yeah cool interesting should we move on let's move on bro yeah uh the next one the scratch uh with fifteen thousand and sixty nine monthly listeners on spotify uh from dublin ireland uh the scratch are a four-piece or or acoustic Acoustic. Yeah, I was, I think Are I was you okay? Autist- You're A's today. You can't say that. I think I was going to say autistic. Autist. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's not really much of an anagram to get mixed up. The Scratch are a four-piece acoustic a- acoustic act from Dublin, Ireland. I almost said that in an Irish accent. 
Born from a shared love of acoustic guitar, metal and traditional Irish music, the Scratch have moulded triumphant melodies with the groove uh, and intensity of metal. To really understand the band, they have to be seen live in concert. This is where they thrive and challenge anybody to come to a show and not leave with a smile on their face. Nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah I, I pl- like that one. Yeah, that's a good dis- that's, see, that's a good description. Some bands like to leave it a little bit mysterious, so you listen, where some bands like to put something a little bit more descriptive. But I guess yeah. it's a horse, of course, isn't it? Um, I've put Irish-sounding acoustic rock, sometimes with a splash of metal, but played on acoustic, which sounds cool, which I like. Um, I will say something now about music that sounds Irish. I don't get anything from it, and I never listen to it. I, I don't get anything from Irish sound and music okay. at all. No, not even not that, not that not that I dislike it. I just I, I I would never stick anything on that has that Irish sound to it. It just yeah. doesn't do anything for me at all. Yeah. And considering that Flogging Molly was the first band that I ever saw it download. Yeah. <laughs> an Irish sounding band, which I thoroughly enjoyed, but it's not something that I would go out of my way to listen to or see. But I can see why people love it because it is, it's cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, but these guys, yeah, I listened to a couple of songs. I was like, it sounds cool, man. It's nice. I like the, they're like, some of it was really acoustic-y and then some of it had the Irish flavor and then some of it had like metal elements as well. It was cool, man. It was nice. They try and something different. So yeah, very cool. Yeah, I thought the same. I thought it was interesting that um, you can hear that he's Irish in the songs. A lot of, a lot of people, when they sing in English, they lose their accent. Mm, yeah um and i don't know Definitely. what that's about but uh yeah he didn't lose his accent you can tell he's irish and he's talking about getting rounds of beer in or something <laughs> like that I, I can't remember what the song was uh, uh, a bit like corpiclani are you fan of corpiclani no i don't even know who that is oh well they, they do a song called vodka uh bring us pints of beer are they, they are they good uh, do uh, like do irish people get the same like if someone was singing with an acoustic guitar and being really english i'm not sure i would like that depiction of us how do irish people feel about people that play really irish music like does it give them the same feeling because like you know if there was some cockney on an acoustic guitar like oh geezer come on mate let's say that that, that." i i'm not sure how how i would feel about i wouldn't (laughs) listen to it so i'd be interested to know if there's any irish people listening to what is it yeah. like, I don't know, like, I've never been yeah, to it's... Ireland. Is it celebrated over there? Is it considered to be like, you know, a, a nice thing when you play Irish stuff with Irish sounds in it? Or do Irish yeah. people go, oh, I don't want to listen to Irish music. I want to listen to fucking Nickelback. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. cool if I... someone could tell us. That is interesting. I, that, and also, yes, let us know. Yeah. No, let me just look out the window quickly. Go look for the oh, cat. Okay. <laughs> Uh, next up is Cellar Door Mooncrow, with only 726 listeners on YouTube monthly. I wasn't really sure how they got at this point, when uh, most of the other bands have thousands. Well, yeah, I think it just depends really, doesn't it, on um, if the download people like them, because they, they sort of curate all these bands. Sometimes you get a buzz, or someone goes to a venue and sees someone live, or someone supports yeah. someone or something it's nice that um some bands with you know even under a thousand monthly listeners can actually get onto the download stage i think that gives people in bands maybe a little bit more expectation that maybe they could play download and not have to have 
minimum of 20,000 monthly listeners, which is, I think that's yeah. pretty cool to give people like that a bit of a, you know, a nod. I'm sure there's a lot of bad people that would take their spot in an instant. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, from the UK as well. Uh, so, Phil and Tommy Goodwin have been winning over the ears and hearts of some of the biggest names in the business with their incredibly diverse and versatile sound, not to mention their electric stage presence that results in one of the biggest live ruckuses around. <laughs> Described by BBC introducing as a blend between the White Stripes, the Black Keys and Beastie Boys, they have everything from beefy, bounce-worthy guitar work, foundation-laying drum grooves, infectious rapping delicate vocal melodies tranquil piano playing and everything else in between i don't think i heard much rapping in the in the songs i heard i'm not sure though um no i mean i i've written down i got white stripes slash killers vibes i got white stripes vibes because they had a real like that fuzzy guitar tone like bomb 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 when i'm on or like really like riffy so i said Yeah. yeah i got white stripes killers vibes from them um i put they got some indie you know like indie rock sound but it was good um so i wrote would go well jesus christ would go down well live and then my other comment was i liked it (laughs) it's not very descriptive sorry um yeah would go down well live i liked it but yeah i did like it i thought it was cool yeah i think there's one there's other two songs i put on the first one i heard um I, i wasn't too keen on but the second one came on and it was like it was quite bouncy. It was quite groovy. Like I, mm. I did quite like that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's probably the one I listened to. It had like a really groovy riff, and I was like, "That's actually really good." So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, next up, uh, Dead Poet Society, uh, six hundred twenty thousand monthly listeners, which is a lot. Yeah. That's that a hell a... of a lot. That's a hell of a lot of listeners. Yeah, um, and they're from the US. 2019, Dead Poet Society enjoy their breakthrough in the US, propelled by over a dozen playlists on Spotify and Apple, and their fan-stealing performances opening for Bad Flowers Fall Tour. Ooh. Never heard of them. No. Uh, This year, the band recorded their debut album for Universal's now New York-based developing artists label Spine Farm Records. I've heard of them. Is that That's what In Search of Sun were on. Yeah. Oh, Interesting. I don't remember much about them, if I'm honest. Did they say, no, they sounded a bit indie as well, didn't they? Well, I've put here, um, they had like a heavy rock, pop rock vibe. And I said that I really liked the vocals. And also they're supporting Biffy Clyro at the moment on their American tour. Are they? So I okay. thought that was just, just something to note. Because um, they've got that kind of sort of the Biffy Clyro big rock sound, but then with like a little bit of distortion as well. But I, yeah. I liked it. I thought they were good. I thought the single was really good. So, um, yeah, I could see why they've got so many fans. Probably be pretty good live as well. Yeah, awesome. All right, should we move on to the next one? Yeah, man. A.A. Williams, uh, 39,000 monthly listeners and from the UK. Making her stage debut in April 2019 and selling out her first headline show at London's prestigious South Bank Centre less than a year later, A.A. Williams has hit the ground running. Similarly, the acclaim for her performances and her music has been unanimous from the start. After one self-titled EP and the 10-inch vinyl... Is that 10-inch? Yeah, it's got to be 10-inch. The 10-inch vinyl collaboration exit in darkness with Japanese post-rockers Mono, 
The London-based singer-songwriter has signed to Bella Union and made a stunning debut album, Forever Blue. What are your thoughts on this one? It was really good. It was really different to the rest of the stuff. Um, I, it was like a mix of classical, metal, post-rock. Um, I thought her vocals were really awesome. They were really like haunting vocals. And my note was, we'll be interested to see how this goes down with the download crowd. Hmm. I'll be interested to see what people's reaction is to it. Because it's cool, it's dark, and um, it's, I think people will dig it. But it's yeah. not the sort of thing you jump around to. So um, it will be, I'll be interested to see what people think of it live. But I thought she sounded really cool. I like it. Liked yeah. it a lot. Cool. Yeah, I agree with that. Next one, Tempt. Uh, 11,000 monthly, monthly listeners. And they're from the US. Tempt are not about starting a revolution. Nor are they about taking the past and reimagining it. No, what Tempt are doing is far more exciting and dynamic than such glib phrases would suggest. <laughs> Welcome to the future of rock. A bold statement? Of course it is. But it also happens to be true. Whoa, nice. <laughs> I love I love the self-confidence in that description. That is yeah. amazing. I like it. In, in the few years since their formation, Tempt have created a style, verve, vibe and quality that is of their own making. Here is what we have all craved and desired for so long. Namely, a band for the modern era who do not pander to trends, nor are they de depending on their influences. No, here are four talents who meld and merge into something that is far more than the sum of those considerable parts. You want supreme songwriting? Tempt have it. You want stunning performance? Tempt do this naturally. You want focused energy? Tempt deliver with flowing zest. You want to rock. Oh, there's no, there's, no, there's no full stop there. You want a rock band who pay respect to the past, yet are striding into the future? Tempt are that band. Welcome to the new world, and this is a world that belongs to Tempt. <laughs> wow, that is <laughs> that is something else. That is a that's a brave description yeah. of your band. That is yeah. a real brave description of your band. <laughs> Holy hell! But, but I like them. I thought they were quite good. They. You know, I, my brain is just not working. I listened to most of these people today. Oh, well, I listened to a few times over the last few days, and 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 I was listening to them and thinking, this is good, and it's got this vibe, and I don't I don't know what it was now. <laughs> Tell me what you've got. Yeah, so I thought, yeah, a bit of like a rock throwback. So I got really big Def Leppard slash early Bon Jovi vibes from it. That's yeah, the sort Bon Jovi. Of... I think is what I got. Yeah, and I and I put would probably be really enjoyable live because yeah. it's proper. You know, they, like they, like they've said in that description, that they've melded it with other stuff, but it does have that kind of um, early to mid '80s rock vibe. So yeah. I have a feeling it would probably be they, they'd probably be really good to watch live, where you'd be like that the whole time, just bopping your head like like you would to any of that stuff. You can't not move your foot or your like head to any <laughs> of that sort of '80s stuff. So. Um, yeah, no, I'd be, I'm, I'll be interested to see what they're like and what, what people think of them. Yeah, like you said, they've got the big choruses. I think they have probably all of them singing <clears throat> certain parts of the choruses where it's just like really loud, like a chant, I suppose. Yeah, um, they've got a lot of harmonies and stuff, yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay, next one up is Bokassa. 35,000 monthly listeners from Sweden, and it could go down during a midnight desert ride in a sweaty underground club on a stadium stage 
or riding shotgun on a stoned psychedelic space trip. <laughs> Bokassa soundtracks such instances and more with their patented breed of stoner punk chased by shots of swaggering grooves, high-octane thrash, black metal malevolence and even a little necrotic pop. Oh, nar narcotic pop. I don't know what that means. Uh, I didn't get a stoner punk from them. No, maybe I did. What have you got? Uh, well, you said Sweden, but I'm pretty sure they're from Norway. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how I found that out. Fact it was check. Sweden. Fact check. Uh, well, I don't know. Should we settle the argument? Settle it. What are they called? Bokassa Ban. Yeah, they're Norwegian. Hey. Yeah. How Sorry. Don't want to be a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> well, too late. Too late. I mean, too late. <laughs> too late for that. Yeah. But you know, that's just no, comes as a standard. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just typed it in on Google. <laughs> Well, I mean, if they were Swedish, I would have liked them a bit more, probably. <laughs> yeah, fuck Norway. Um, <laughs> Norway, do I like them? No, 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 no. No, I'm joking. If you're Norwegian, sp spread us around the country. We'd love it. Yeah, I got, I got like stoner slash southern rock vibe from them. But I will say this. It's good, but the same as the Irish thing, I don't get anything from stoner rock. Yeah. I don't listen to any stoner rock bands. Never have tried my hardest. Just not my thing, stoner rock. But I did think they were really good. And apparently Metallica are big fans of this band. Oh, are they? Okay. They've like vouched for them and said that they're really, they, they like them. Or I, I read somewhere that, yeah, they, they were like fans of them or something. So yeah. Said they were really Interesting. good or I can't remember. Yeah. So yeah, if you like stoner rock, I'm guessing it's probably pretty good. What is what is Stoner Rock? The only band I've known to be Stoner Rock that I really listened to was um, Super Joint Ritual, but I'm not sure if that's your typical Stoner Rock sound. No, Super no. Joint. Yes, I I love Super Joint. No, okay. See, I don't, it's hard to define, right? It's if you listen to Bacasa or Orange Goblin or Clutch or any of those type of bands, it's just a very particular vocal sound. Okay, normally with a voice. <laughs> and like 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 trugging riffs the dun 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 dun, dun that kind okay. of sound that's right. how i define some a lot of the stoner rock stuff um yeah but i put southern rock because they did have some nice riffs yeah. probably why metallica like them um i like southern rock more than stoner rock but it's yeah. you know there's so many genres that cross over into each other but i'd say as a whole it's just just not my thing uh, until a band comes out that I really get into, yeah. But yeah, cool. I thought they were good, and people will probably really like them, so yeah. Yeah, awesome. Right, next one is British Lion. We haven't really spoken about them much, have we? But uh, yeah, so they've got 21,000 listeners, and are from the UK. The first line, it shouldn't say this. It should have what the band do, but the first line is, British Lion is Steve Harris's first ever side project. Mm -hmm. And that's cool, but like, yeah, it should. I, I I would rather it say what the band is about, what they do as a band. Yeah, but, but I um, guess Maiden have so many fans, they want to try and get as many listeners as they can from yeah. it. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult. It's a hard, it's a grey area, isn't it? Yeah. Um, their eponymous 10-song debut album was released in 2012, was it? And pronounced both, I'd never heard of them until like last year, um, and pronounced both brilliant and a big-hearted, ferocious triumph by the music press who also commented that although it's stamped with Steve's inimitable... Never heard of that word. Inimitable style. Jesus. 
It's also very different to Iron Maiden, so fans will be in for a whole new experience, seeing and hearing the songs live. And I was, I, I quite like, I'd never heard, like I said, I'd never heard of them. I didn't, I didn't listen to any of their songs until recently listening to them for download. And um, you can hear the Iron Maiden influence, but you can also hear how it's like slightly different. It's, mm. and I quite liked it. Yeah, I, 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 I thought it was okay. Um, I just wrote rock with that unmistakable Harris sound, mm, mm-hmm. but not like Maiden. I wrote was okay, didn't think much of it, but I'm sure Maiden fans will love it. Yeah. So I'm sure they'll have a big crowd just just for Stevie Boy. And um, yeah, Stevie I'm sure people, <laughs> st- people, Stevie Boy, hey, Stevie Boy. <laughs> so if, I saw him, if I saw him in real life, I'd be like, hey, Stevie Boy. Um, yeah, no, it was all right. It was, it, it was fine fine that's, that's it <laughs> i wouldn't listen to it again it was fine but no but it was good and um i think if you're like a huge you know giant maiden fan um there's probably loads in there like getting a different version of that sound that you could probably get a lot from it so yeah i think people yeah. will like it awesome um yeah i think the only reason why i know anything about them was because they toured around a lot of the smaller pubs was it i think it was last year and just so many people were just getting pictures of steve harris and putting mm. them on yeah, media. I saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only reason why I know about them is because Steve Harris was whoring himself out <laughs> to uh, for selfies. But yeah, moving on. Red Fang, 216,000 listeners from the US. Uh, Red Fang captured the loud and fast anything goes spirit of classic rock with their heavy stoner influenced jams. Speaking of jams, I watched uh, Detroit Rock City the other night. It was glorious. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Their latest album, Arrows, is a bottom-heavy and hook-laden set of uncompromising stoner metal gems. I don't think I listened to them very much. I think I just skipped them. I, it was a bit... Yeah, I'm not sure. What have you got? I, I quite like them. Um, I, I put there, I got Queens of the Stone Age vibes from them. They had those uh, sort of similar to what you would get from... Um, Fucking hell! Where, where where is my brain going? Similar, similar to what you get with like those uh those old sort of indie riffs, those White Stripes, Queens of the Stone Age riffs, but it had that rock underneath it as well. Yeah. So um, I think I listened to like three or four songs, and I actually thought they were really good. I liked his vocals as well. Um, and my comment was, "Will go down well with the download crowd." I can see them, you know, really getting people going. Um, yeah. And they got two hundred sixteen thousand, which is quite a lot. I mean, yeah. One band had six hundred. This band had two hundred. I don't know what the guys on the 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 the, the third or second stage is uh, second stage is saying, but it's quite a lot of monthly listeners if you're playing on the tiny stage. Yeah, yeah, which definitely. is interesting. I know you have to fit everyone on the bill, and some people obviously, you know, more popular than others, even if the numbers don't say that they are. But yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And uh, oh, while you brought that up, I know, I know people say like you can't base everything on Spotify monthly monthly listeners. But if we do it for every band, then you've got the sort of evens out over everyone. You can't go, like, take the highest amount for each one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I like it. Yeah, cool. Uh, The next one, Blues Pills. 183,000 monthly listeners. I struggle saying monthly. I don't know why I decided to say monthly for every single band. (laughs) I'm going to stop. I'm just going to say listeners. Just say listeners. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's for the best. (laughs) Blues Pills, 183,000 listeners from Sweden. Good, good, thank you. <laughs> Why? He, right, if you did, you guys didn't see that, but he looked at me as he said, Sweden? Question mark. 
Uh, I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Who put a question mark on the teleprompter? What? <laughs> do you remember that bit from Anchorman? Oh, no, no, I don't. When someone writes, I'm Ron Burgundy, and then puts a question mark, and he's reading it, and he goes, I'm Ron Burgundy? And then they're like, why did you put a question mark? He will literally read whatever's on the teleprompter. So he reads it as a question. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking amazing. I always think of that when someone says a question to me, like, with a you know, little thing at the end, which is yeah. what you just done. But no, you're <laughs> correct. They are from Sweden. Good, good, thank you. Well, it says it in their write-up, which... As well, as well, I noticed most bands wrote themselves, so mm. they would have written this, and they would know if they are Swedish. <laughs> they would Finnish. know where they are from, yeah. You'd yeah. like to think so, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So Blues Pills are a Swedish rock band formed in somewhere in Sweden in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> well, it says Orebro, but it's got two dots above the first O, so I know it's not going to be pronounced or. Ooh, is it Uribro? Mm, what do you reckon? Nice. Uribro. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. The four piece released EPs and singles before signing up with German record label Nuclear Blast. I never knew they were German. And releasing a successful self titled debut album, Blues Pills, in July 2014. The second album, Lady in Gold, was released in August 2016, again on Nuclear Blast. The album had high chart entries in the UK and Europe and saw the band touring extensively. After taking a break in 2019, the band recently announced that they were working on new music to be released in 2020 and that they will return to Europe festival stages in the summer of 2020. Oh, <laughs> that's an old old write-up. Yeah, a lot of them wouldn't have been changed, though, would they? Uh... No, yeah. Oh, we'll come back to that as well, actually. Um, this was a, it was, a fem- was it a female singer? For this one? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think I think I quite enjoyed it. What 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 did you think? Uh, I liked it. Yeah, they had like a like a blues, a real blues rock sound going on, and I'm a huge blues fan. So yeah, um, anything blues rock, I'm normally half interested at least. Um, and I got real like Janis Joplin vibes from her voice. But um, yeah, they sounded really good. I really liked them. I thought they were cool and different. Like. It's awesome that all these bands that we've had, I know, you know, some of them will fall into the same sorts of categories, but um, so, so far on that stage, it's a really interesting mix of bands. And even yeah. when we get down, there's a lot of interesting music on there. So um, it's cool. Then they're, they're not just doing the whole, let's just book a load of standard rock or metal bands. They really are going through and, and, and picking some people um, that are different. And yeah, really good. Nice, really yeah. good blues rock. I like it. Yeah, I think it'll be great. Awesome. Um, I, I probably should have probably should have added that they are uh, uh, they are looking to be subheadlining um, mm. at the moment. So yeah, headlining on the Dogtooth stage uh, is Electric Wizard with uh, two hundred five thousand listeners from the UK. And um, yeah, Electric Wizard are commonly and rightfully referred to as the heaviest band in the world. I thought that was Kiss. Uh, with at least four of their nine LPs widely recognised as genre benchmarks and heavy metal classics, 1996's Come My Fanatics, 2000's Dope Throne, 2007's Witch Cult Today and 2010's Black Masses, Electric Wizard remain an undeniable influence over modern doom metal and how it is perceived today. Soon, Download Festival fanatics will have their chance to experience Electric Wizard's massive Massively monolithic wall of sound. Nice. Mm. Good writing there. 
Yeah, I, I had heard of them before this. I'd not really listened to them. I knew they were had been around for a long time. I didn't know they were doom metal. I didn't know doom mm-hmm. metal went back that far. Oh. Yeah, well, Sabbath, Sabbath is classed as doom metal. Are they? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> they invented. I didn't know that. Those disgustingly doomy riffs, man. Yeah. It's all Sabbath, baby. Yeah, maybe I got a bit too sad while listening to it. So I was like, I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got time for this shit. <laughs> no, I know. I didn't know that. I um. So the first doom metal band I ever heard of was Paradise Lost. Um, mm. I didn't. Yeah, I was... they got they got doom in there. They're not all doom, but they definitely have it. Yeah. Some doom doomy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, but oh uh, yeah, dude, Sab Sabbath for like the. The, the godfathers of doom those okay. horrible doomy iomi riffs yeah definitely where people <laughs> took it from yeah excellent well uh, i i did not enjoy this at all i you know i was even embarrassed to have it on in the van <laughs> while i was at work so I, <laughs> if i'd stopped i'd make sure i turned it off so people couldn't hear it through my open windows really uh, yes really i did not like this what is probably my f- least favorite band from this from uh from this stage on really this, on the friday yeah Holy hell, definitely May- not mine. Maybe I picked awful songs put to put in, but I, for all these bands, I just picked the top two songs that were suggested. Um, oh, okay. Well, that doesn't, yeah. Well, I, I listened to a bit. Sorry, uh, sorry, go on. You were still talking. No, I was dumb. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no, well, well, I'm the opposite. I thought they were amazing. <laughs> yeah. They're a band name that I've heard for years and seen around for a really, really long time, but I've never taken the time to listen to them. Yeah. And I don't know why I didn't, because it was, yeah, like doomy, bluesy metal. I loved it. I put big Sabbath vibes, big dirty sound, distorted vocals, would sound great live. Absolutely loved it. So, um, you know, if if a certain uh, band weren't playing the main stage at the same time, I would definitely be watching these guys. Yeah. Let's just say that. I would definitely be watching these guys. But yeah, awesome. so that's weird. We're opposite ends of the track on that one. Yeah. You are embarrassed. That's how much you hated it. And I loved it. That's yeah. really weird. <laughs> I, we've, we've, I don't think me and you have ever come that far on a band before. No. We always like something. Or if you don't like it, I like this or you like that. But we've never been that far apart on a band before. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the two songs I put on the playlist were Funeral Opolis. And dope mm-hmm. throne. I don't know if they mean anything to you if you listen to them enough to take in. I can't the song remember names. the names, no. But I'll no. give them a listen and see. Yeah. But um, what I listened to, I thought was 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 excellent. So hmm. crazy. Yeah, maybe I got the wrong band. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure it was the right band. Moving on to the Avalanche stage. This next band is a band called Annie Malia. I'm not really sure how it's pronounced. There's two eyes after the N. I don't know. I've never seen that before. Yeah, kind of nope. like. If you have two U's, it's either vacuum or continuum. You should be one or the other. I don't know. <laughs> um, but they actually, so they're not on the poster. They they won their slot through um, through Kerrang Radio's The Deal. And uh, all I could find out about them was it said they're opening the Avalanche stage. So I'm assuming it's the Friday. But um, it's actually quite cool what they won. So um, I, I, I've written down the... Uh, the post uh, written down what they actually won as well and what the competition was. So uh, from over a thousand bands who entered the competition, Animalia have emerged victorious through the public voting stages and were chosen from the final shortlist of 10 by a panel of judges from Kerrang Radio, Marshall Records, Download Fest and Long Wave 
Romesh. Don't know what that is, that last one. But yeah, it says, uh, we were blown away with the quality of entries, so thank you to all the amazing acts who entered, and congratulations to the 25 who went head-to-head -head in the public vote. We've no doubt we'll see you doing great things in the future. Our winners, Animalia, have won a fantastic prize. They've won a deal with Marshall Records. They will record a five-track EP with Grammy-nominated producer Long Wave Romesh, uh, who did stuff for Bring Me the Horizon and Motorhead, using Marshall's brand-new studios, international marketing and promotion through Marshall Records, one video and promo photo shoot. And on Kerrang Radio, they'll have on-air support, a playlist of songs, and a takeover of the station. That's quite cool. I didn't read that before. And for the Download Festival, it says, yeah, open the Avalanche stage at Download Festival 2022. That sounds so, amazing. Yeah. Like, being a musician, I would love to win that in a band. That's loads of awesome shit there. That's cool as yeah, fuck. That yeah, is. definitely. That's pretty good. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, and but I, I couldn't really find out much from their social medias, much about them. Uh, I, I think, well, I know they're from, it says they're from the Southwest. I think they're from somewhere near me because I've got a couple of friends who have been sort of sharing their stuff. But yeah, all I all I found was Animalia are a heavy alternative rock outfit based in Southwest England. What were your thoughts? Um, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it was proper, like, heavy alt rock. I liked it. It was really big riffs. Um, and I loved the fuzzy bass sound as well. Yeah, yeah they were cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that's yeah. very, very cool. I could see people really, really liking them. So hopefully all that stuff that they've won actually goes towards them getting bigger and, and progressing. Yeah. So it'll be, um, there's some really awesome stuff there. So they could get some fantastic contacts from doing all that. So it'd be interesting to check on them in like a year's time and see what, see what happened. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I was surprised that, um, that, that their, their music on Spotify sounded so good already. You know, there are some mm. some bands on. I don't think any on the Friday, but some of the other bands uh, download that I've listened to just it just sounded awful. And I thought, you know, th this probably would sound good live, but I can't get into into their recording. Yeah, their production is already is already yeah not bad. Yeah, it was good, but um, yeah, it's good, really good, awesome. Well, um, next up, what well, oh one thing I've I've just re remembered for. What else I did, or just realised, what else I've done? I I have compared the posters to the 2020 poster and 2021 poster. Uh, there weren't too many changes on the Dogtooth stage, so um, I I didn't really say anything about that. I think the only one was J J Williams. I think was on 2020 okay. and 2022. Not J J Williams. It was A A Williams. J J A A Williams. Yeah, J J something was on 2020 and 2021. Uh, but not but, on but not on this 2022. One. So okay, the next the next up uh, is a band called Press Club. Uh, they were on the bill in this slot in 2020, and then Wargasm were 2021, and obviously they, I think they've been moved up. Have they? They've been bumped up. Or they're uh, playing on the main stage. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're uh, kicking yes. off the main stage on the Sunday. Of course, yeah, because this was before they they were massive before they played the pilot. Yeah, uh, the well, we we. We actually gave some in thought, insight into what we think of Orgasm on um, the Nevermind Polly podcast. Yes. And we no, talked about that, that for was a, a while. That so. was after we finished recording, I think, wasn't it? Was it? I think so. Are you, we'll have to find did out. Not, <laughs> I don't know. Did I we not remember. put that in? I think we were just talking about them in general. Was maybe, that not on the podcast? Maybe we were. I can't remember. 
I can't remember either. We were talking anyway. We were talking about <laughs> wargasm. So mm. yeah, um, if we don't have our thoughts on that, we'll talk about them when we get to them on our build up. Yeah, which is they're on playing on the Sunday. So absolutely. We'll, well, um, yeah. So Press Club, um, they have thirty three thousand listeners and are from Melbourne, Australia. Late Teens by Press Club is what happens when four musicians from Melbourne, Australia come together to create a body of work entirely devoid of outside influence from record labels, producers and the like, being answerable to only themselves. Over six weeks, the band took over bass player Ian McRae's house in the town of Brunswick East, converting it into a temporary songwriting sweatshop where the band wrote 40 songs that were distilled into the dozen that make up the track list on the Late Teens. I was using that's an album. Yeah. Relying upon the experiences of their friends and people they know as subject matter, late teens thematically approaches displacement, relationships, internal turmoil, gentrification, and inequality. After reading all that, I, I've forgotten what they sound like. They're a female fronted band, aren't they? It doesn't say that in the. Yeah, they are. I, I think I quite like them. Uh, yeah, I put quite good, but I don't really have that much to say about <laughs> them. But yeah, I, I I got like a garage punk kind of vibe from them. Yeah. Like um it was really DIY, which is pretty cool, which um a lot of punk bands like to do. But yeah, no. I put it was quite good, but um not really my cup of tea. But again, I can see why people would enjoy them. Yeah, cool. Uh next up, as everything unfolds, uh in twenty twenty in this slot was gender roles and twenty twenty one was press club, so they've actually well, they they were bumped up from the Dogtooth stage, I believe, weren't they? As everything unfolds, they, were. So they must have bumped Press Club down. As everything unfolds, are a six-piece melodic post-hardcore band from the UK, fronted by vocalist Charlie Rolfe. The band's reinvigorating take on the genre came to life on their 20 e- 2018 EP Closure. After the release of Closure, the band embarked on multiple tours across the UK and Europe, performing with bands such as Dream State. Our Hollow, Our Home, Adept, and many more. This hard work played a huge part in the band's growth, quickly passing over a million streams on their Closure EP. This success caught the attention of Long Branch Records, who signed the band in 2020. The band have recently released a debut album, Within Each Lies the Other, marking the beginning of a new era for As Everything Unfolds. That's it. And I, I really, really like As Everything Unfolds. Uh, I'm definitely cool. going to be going to watch them there. Um, yeah, I, I thought they were much bigger than they are. Obviously, they're up and coming. They, I think they're going to be big. Yeah. What do you think of them? Uh, yeah, I thought it was good. Um, I, I liked the the vocalist, and I put reminds me of a heavier Paramore. Yeah, yeah. That's what they I sounded very Paramore-y, but with with more of with more heavy. Yeah. Um, and my note was, I've heard a lot of people talking about them. Yeah. Um, cause I've just heard their name going round and people saying that they really like them. So yeah, uh, again, not really my cup of tea, but they, they are good. And like you said, I can see them being quite, you know, going almost all the way. So yeah, excited to see what happens with them. Awesome. Uh, the next is Kid Brunswick. 2020 was Sleep Token. 2021 was Gender Roles. Uh, they got 269,000 listeners. Did I say what? I didn't say what as everything unfolds was. It's eighty-two thousand listeners. Again, I, I thought that was going to be a lot more. But yeah, two hundred sixty-nine thousand listeners for Kid Brunswick. Uh, they're from the UK. When you scratch beneath the surface of this twenty-one-year-old's dark and confessional take on beat-driven electropunk, 
and where his restless spirit comes from, you'll understand why he always feels so displaced. Growing up in a house full of music, a young Harry James was drumming by age three before taking to singing, piano, bass, guitar, stringed instruments, and dabbling with organs and stringed instruments. By 16, he was making beats and writing his own songs, and by 17, he was signed to Island Records. Um, again, well, I think there was a lot on this stage that just seemed very... No, maybe it wasn't. But um, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't a fan of this. It just didn't seem... I don't want to say it. I was going to say it just didn't seem like downloads kind of music. Yeah, it's but... something a bit different because I because it was down as like hip-hop, but I thought it was more trap, had more trap elements than hip-hop elements. Trap? What's trap? Um, <laughs> I don't know what trap is. It's just loads of fucking closed hi-hats. Okay. <laughs> loads, of, loads of that shit. Um, all that kind of stuff. I, I, I mean, I liked it. I like a lot of that sort of stuff. Um, there was a bit of rock in there as well. I listened to a couple of songs further down, which had a bit of like heavy guitar in them. Yeah. It was weird that they said that he's from the UK because it does not sound UK at all. This sounds straight up American. Yeah. Like proper American trap stuff. And I've put in it falls in some of it falls into a similar category as Youngblood because there's a little bit of rock in there, a little bit of hip hop and stuff like that and um i put it's all right it's not i didn't enjoy it too much but i can see again why people would it is sort of in my wheelhouse but i might give it another listen and see how i feel but yeah it's different Uh, there's a lot of different stuff they've put on and you'd be surprised how much the hip-hop and trap and stuff falls into the rock music kind of stuff now you know yeah so especially with bands like bring me the horizon and stuff where they're mashing just fucking everything together yeah and they're doing songs with young blood and all these other musicians that are doing all this stuff so the lines in music are becoming more and more blurry these days yeah it's more and more hard to define i know we're doing it now but it is more and more hard to define bands now yeah they really are throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks so i'm fine with it being a download i've got no i've got no qualms with that but um yeah something a bit different yeah okay yeah no i I wouldn't, I wouldn't throw my toys out the pram and say, oh, they shouldn't be at download. But I don't know, maybe I'm getting them mixed up with somebody else. I didn't actually write notes down on each band of what I thought. But um, yeah, okay. I, I was, I was thinking more sort of indie. That, 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 that there's, I'm sure there was like three bands in a row that were all very indie, similar. Like maybe it was the other, the other stage we just spoke about, where like they, they it seems sounds like they're probably there because Puffy Clyro are there. Which again is fine, but it's not what I would expect. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's not my obviously not my choice. I'm not going to complain about it. <laughs> I know what it'd be for you. It'd be fucking raunchy playing an eleven-hour set. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. I like it. Uh, next one, the this I I'm, I'm going to enjoy this one. Uh, hearing what you think of this, meet me at the altar. In uh, 2020, it was Tiny Moving Parts in this slot and Hot Milk in 2021. We've got 130,000 listeners and they're from the US. Meet Me at the Altar, Edith Johnson vocals T. Campbell guitar and Ada Juarez drums. Uh, write the kind of anthems that you can scream along to at a festival. Headbang to in a club or sit with while in your feelings, sit with while in your feelings at home. The women may have met via YouTube in true modern-day fashion, just like we did, kind of. But the band shares a classical mission, flipping the scripts for rock music and its culture. 
they bring together elements of Warped Tour era punk, 2010s pop and Easycore. At the same time, their debut EP, Model Citizen, projects a different kind of message loud and clear. What did you think then? In my notes, it says, good, but just sounds like all pop punk. Okay. Uh, I'm not a big pop punk guy at all. Um, I love all the old stuff, you know, Blink, Green Day, all the original stuff, but I I don't know. I just, I can't get into pop punk bands. Yeah. I can see the the draw and um, why people love them so much. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, for me, I was like, yeah, it sounds good. Like, I've got nothing against it. If someone puts on pop punk, I'll listen to it all day. But it just sounds, all sounds the same to me. I'm sure some people will say a lot about a lot of the stuff, like, yeah, all <laughs> these fucking metal bands or all these metal core bands that you listen to all sound the same. Well, for, for me, most pop punk sounds the same. So, uh, okay, yeah, good. Right, but yeah, yeah just, 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 just pop punk. Yeah, yeah. nothing wrong with it. All good. So I, I just had to look up the songs that I put on the playlist. The two songs that I listened to was uh, Hit Like a Girl and Garden. And I thought they sounded like Funeral for a Friend. Oh, okay. Yeah, I honestly, so yeah, loads. I I've never heard any guitars sound like have the similar kind of risps, risps, uh, similar kind of riffs to Funeral for a Friend ever. And it's just I did not get that vibe no? at all. Okay, nope. Oh, I I really enjoyed it because of that. So uh, maybe it's just okay. those songs. Okay. Yeah, maybe I have to listen to some more. Uh, I I'd stopped and listened to. As everything unfolds a couple of times while I was going through, I was like, yeah, no, I wouldn't listen to their album again. And that's why I didn't listen to some of the other bands as much as I should. But um, yeah, no, I definitely listened to Meet Me at the Altar a bit more. Hmm, nice. Next up is Normandy. Uh, in 2020, it was Pup in this slot. 2021 was Tiny Moving Parts. Uh, I've never heard of them. But they have 400,000 listeners and are from Sweden. Stockholm, Sweden, in fact. Best kept secret, Normandy. Um, <laughs> that was awful I'll, I'll start again but I'm going to keep that in there Stockholm, Sweden's best kept secret Normandy are back with their first music since 2018's White Flag uh, White Flag album which celebrates over 24 million global streams to date with the release of Jericho the band is ready to usher in a new era one with a deeper lyrical and sonical message I quite, I quite like Normandy as well yeah, uh, did you have what? What? what did anything in particular you liked about them, or no? Uh, not like I can think of. Again, like I <laughs> said earlier, put, like... don't put that in because we've got to tag all these bands in this. Don't put that in. <laughs> okay. No, look, there's so much like, <laughs> but I can't put it into words. It's pro- I probably shouldn't be talking about. It. I'm fucking glad you're here, uh, doing doing the heavy <laughs> lifting for me. I just copy and pasted a load of shit, but I can't. I I struggle right. to put into words what. I, I'd I'd have to really because because I, I do I do like the theory of music so I'd have to really study what they do, try and work out sort of chords if they're in like a minor or major sort of thing and mm. then I'd be able to analyze it but not just off of um a, a lot of other stuff not just chords but yeah working out that and and then maybe I'd be able to analyze it but not just yeah off of hearing alone. <laughs> yeah, I put um I put alternative sort of pop rock i said i get imagine dragons with a little dash of bring me the horizon vibes from it the more poppy side of bring me the horizon um i liked it i put not bad not bad not bad i quite quite liked it i might give more of a listen in the future and actually see if i can properly get into them but yeah i did enjoy it if i refreshed myself a little bit then it might help 
Yeah, no, I really like this. It was really good, but I still don't know why. I can't explain why. <laughs> next up, next up is Sleep Token. Uh, in 2020, and this slot was the Menzingers, and 2021 was Sleep Token, so they've been there for a while. Uh, they got 269,000 listeners, and from the UK, there was two bands on the Friday that had nothing written on the download website. I'm not surprised Sleep Token is one of them. Um, <laughs> maybe they, they specifically asked for nothing to be written about them. So I, I had to go to Wikipedia, I think. Um, unless you want to... I'll say what I've got written, and you can say whether you've got a mm-hmm. better de- analysis of what they are. Uh, okay. The members of Sleep Token are a masked, anonymous collective of unknown musicians said to be united in their worship of an ancient deity identified by them as Sleep who appeared to the band's lead singer, Vessel, in a dream. Uh, Sleep Token's style has been described as alternative, post-metal, ambient, progressive, metal, and electronic, among other genres. Uh, any, yeah. Anything yeah, to I would... add on to that? <coughs> yeah, I'd, yeah, progressive metal, there's a bit of ambient in there, a little bit of alternative, electronic, doom... They're a bit of everything. They, they really are. They, they have beautiful piano pieces where Vessel sings like an absolute angel. And then they have the most disgusting breakdowns I've ever heard. It's, it's literally everything in between. This band are not afraid to do anything. But it is hard to put them in a category because of that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Vessel's vocals are just some of the best vocals ever. His vocal range is, is unreal. I mean, I've been a fan since 2017, which is quite an old school Sleep Token fan. And like, I've been so happy to watch them grow from like 60,000 monthly listeners to over a quarter of a million listeners in like three or four years. It's been amazing to watch them. And I can honestly say one of the best live bands I have ever seen. And I mean, ever. Yeah. (laughs) Like top list they are his vocals live are i remember watching them in 2017 with alex and for the entire gig we just stood there with our mouths open mm. just looking at each other just going what is happening <laughs> right now because they you know no one knows who they are they don't say anything in between songs they don't interact with the crowd they 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 walk in and off stage in in a in a in a friggin line they it's it's just so you don't get much mystery with music anymore these days, no. with bands especially. Somehow these guys have still managed to keep it up to this point, and it is that mysterious. Um, and I think they have a great, yeah, they have a great live show. Um, and I, I love them. I can't say enough things. And I just want to say one word: if you're a Sleep Token fan, you'll understand worship. Worship. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> See, yeah, no, I, I was not a fan, but. The way you've just spoken about them again just makes me want to give them another chance, even though I've given them two already. <laughs> and uh, and this is this is why we say to you, you guys, to talk to your friends more. You know, people don't talk about music. Well, from from what I've observed, people don't talk about music enough anymore. And um, you know, it would just be like, do you like this band? No, no okay, that's fine. Um, but <laughs> like, yeah, you've just convinced me to want to give them a, another shot just by talking about how much you like them. And, uh, yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's an awesome thing just talking about music like this. Well, I think with Sleep Token, I think if we at this download 
and we both go to see them live, I think your verdict will change. Yeah. Because yeah, I liked them, but then I watched them at download and then I loved them. Yeah. So it 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 really is like once you see Sleep Token Live, you really do become part of it and you will just start saying worship. Because <laughs> you will literally worship, do you know what I mean? Like standard. Like it's funny yeah. when you look at their posts on on and and their posts on everything and they just every single comment worship 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 mm. worship it's just <laughs> insane it really is they've created something really fucking cool that we haven't got in a long long time so i'm excited about them but yeah let's do i could talk about them for too long let's move on yeah cool well uh, yeah headline well yeah they are uh sub headlining the uh the avalanche stage so headlining are the the ghost inside and 2020 and 2021 did not have a headliner in this slot mm. um, on the poster. And oh. they've got 370,000 listeners and are from the US. So maybe, maybe, maybe not another one that might have to pull out a big band to pull out if they do. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, the, the Ghost Inside make music for the outcasts. They've inspired audiences around the world to overcome obstacles, persevere and find the strength to keep going when it feels like all is lost. Songs like Out of Control, White Light and Mercy are modern hardcore anthems. Passionate crowds have joined them in sing-alongs at major rock festivals, in theatres and clubs, brought together by the conviction of lyrics like Life's swinging hard, but I'm swinging harder. It's definitely definitely American-sounding <laughs> lyric, that. Uh, the ultimate victory for the ghost inside is their triumphant new self-titled album created with producer Will Putney, from Every Time I Die, The Amity Affliction, Knock Loose, and longtime friend collaborator John, uh, Jeremy McKinnon of A Day to Remember. The Ghost Inside is 11 songs of determination, deep resolve, reflection, and newfound hope. The album cover is a montage of the Ghost Inside lyrics, logos, and imagery tattooed on fans around the world. Before we go too far, I really need a wee. You go for <laughs> it. Well, while Adam um, is... is is in the bathroom doing a little wee wee. I was just looking at my phone and um, I just seen the top thing, a post from Download Festival saying 50 days till download 2022. So um, that's pretty cool. It's, that's, it's not going to be long. I'm very excited. This is what it would be like if I had a podcast by myself. It would just be me rambling on forever. So just thank your ears that Adam is here as well to stop me babbling on forever about bands like sleep token um but yeah i'm excited so like adam said before if you guys could send some voice clips into us just just telling us you know how excited you are for download 2022 what download means to you or anything like that um we would really appreciate appreciate it and like i said before we will put it in the episode that we will put out on the morning of download which is also my birthday so that's another reason why you should um, send us a voice message about how much you love download and saying happy birthday to me, you know, and not being rude. Um, but yeah, send us your voice messages. Adam's back now. Awesome. I'm back. Yes. <laughs> Listen to that. It's good. You're going to like it. Cool. Uh, what do you think about Ghost Inside? The Ghost Inside? Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I, 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 wrote, I wrote, yeah, metal, like metal slash hardcore, gang vocals, screaming. It's actually crazy how big this band are. And how I have, how somehow I've never heard one of their songs before. Yeah. Because when I was into it, I was like, I quite like this. This is really good. This is like, 
um you know i used to be like a huge bleeding through 18 visions i used to love all that sort of yeah metal and hardcore mashing together um so it's just crazy that i've never heard these guys before and um my comment was nice breakdowns nice really breakdowns. heavy <laughs> breakdowns and i was like yes i'm telling you right now it's what a lot of modern metal is missing there's not enough breakdowns and beatdowns man you need to really that's what's just some dirty beatdowns that's what we need in music more yeah. <laughs> and um <laughs> and, and and harmonic pinches Woo! i haven't heard a band do any of them for a while yeah there's pretty much only zach wild who does them i things. said it to harry the other day when we were writing stuff i was like dude we need some harmonic pinches in these tunes man like kills old school kill switch style do you know what i mean like fixation on the darkness and stuff that's what we need <laughs> awesome <laughs> but yeah sorry um yeah i liked him i liked him a lot yeah i quite liked him um it's quite heavy heavy vocals isn't it mm. and uh, it's, it's not very often that i like a band with two heavy vocals anymore and uh, i i mean i wasn't overly keen on them to start with but i i listened to this uh this playlist again this morning and, and i think it was the first song that came on i was like I don't want to say I, I, I was vibing with it. I don't want to say that. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, you were vibing. That's yeah. what's wrong with that. <laughs> but it, it's what I was trying to get at when we did the Senjutsu album, where where like you know the song, you you know the song enough to like sort of go along with it, if that makes sense. Mm. Like not just yeah. listening to what's coming next. You 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 know what's coming next. You know what the riffs are. Oh, also kind of like when when you got an album as well when. A song finishes and you just know what the next song is going to yeah, be. Yeah, you just know what's coming. It. And I didn't yeah, know yeah. how to describe that at the time. But yeah, that, with, with, the, with the first one that came on there, I was like, yeah, no, this is actually quite good. I'm enjoying this now. <laughs> good, man. Yeah, cool. Well, that was it from the Avalanche stage. So moving swiftly on to the second stage. The first person, ah, it was this one. This is weird. Yeah, okay, right. Uh, the first person was Aaron Jones. Uh, it's, it's Aaron, but with a Y. But it's probably no, it's just don't get me started. Americans just <laughs> making up things again yeah. and spelling things however the hell they want, <laughs> ignoring the king's English. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, in 2020 it was Hatari, and 2021 it was Hatari. In this in this slot. Um, and I've written down the, the Glorious Sons are missing. Uh, oh, okay. must have been somewhere. I've never heard of them before. Missing from this slots. Um, we had got 255,000 listeners and from the US. Uh, guitar rocker Aaron Jones. I don't say Aaron. Guitar rocker Aaron Jones is the new sound of Seattle in 2020. The gritty genre blending artist is an amal amalgam of the incredibly rich history of the city. From Jimi Hendrix to Nirvana to Sir Mix-a-Lot, who produced Jones's first independent record. Now, Jones is primed to bring his unique sound to the rest of the world with his explosive single, Take Me Away, and his forthcoming album from big machine John Varvatos Records. Take Me Away pulls Jones's diverse influences into a style that is at once both familiar and yet distinctly his own, with firm footing in the nostalgia of rock music. Was there? Was that the song that I put in on the playlist? Take me away, and I actually can't remember anything about him again. <laughs> I've, I've literally, I've, it's all I've listened to the last two days is these four playlists. Uh, Friday second stage. Take me away. Ah. 
He gave, yeah. So I just want to say this outright. He gave me a Michael Jackson uh, feel. He sounded a bit like him. Okay. And and the the, the this music was uh, it was a bit Michael Jackson like I would say. That's a that's about all I could take from it. All I could get from it. Yeah, I got like a like a bluesy vibe, bit of yeah. grunge rock in there as well. And I put I really like the production and it had some really nice guitar riffs as well. I think he plays guitar. Yeah. And it, yeah, he had some really nice bluesy riffs. I was like, yeah. that sounds pretty pretty cool. I digged it. I I, I dig it. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. The uh, the song "Take Me Away." Is is the one I I put on the playlist and and it actually kind of reminded me of a, a saliva song as well, which are of again bluesy like southern bluesy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a lot of lot of blues riffs in that southern stuff. It's yeah. really nice. Those blues riffs are just the best. I I didn't think I really was t- was too re- was too keen on like the southern sound of uh, American American singers, but. After listening to some of these bands, it did remind me that Saliva are very southern, <laughs> and mm, I really yeah, like Saliva. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I, so it made just realizing that made me like some of these bands a little bit more. You know, I did get into yeah. some of these some of these southern bands. Nice, yeah. Uh, next up is Skinned. It's S K Y N D. I assume that's Skinned. Uh, from uh, in twenty twenty, it was Amaranth in this slot. I'm gutted they're not there. Uh, 2021 is Miles Kennedy and Company, uh, with 117,000 listeners from Sydney, Australia. We all conceal something behind the earthly facade. Facade, facade, facade. F A C with a little. Wait, who are thing. we talking? Who are we talking about now? Skinned. Okay. Have you? Finished? Did you want to talk about the other one a bit more? No, 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 no. Sorry, I, I just got lost. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. F A C A D E. Is that facade? Facade. We all conceal something behind the earthly word I don't know how to pronounce facade, I think it is we show to the world. Maybe it's an unspoken fetish, perhaps it's a covetous urge, or it could just be the kind of darkness we acknowledge in passing. But don't dare reference out loud. Skinned, peel back those layers and uncover what lurks beneath in all of its painful glory. The industrialised gothic electronic duo Skinned uh, lead vocals and Feather, producer and multi-instrumentalist, exercise beauty by bloodletting as, as they mine some of history's most baffling, bizarre and brutal crimes across their chapter 1, 2 and 3 EPs. Now, Skinned were weird. They, I don't know, I just got like a jungle kind of feel from them. I don't know if that's right. <laughs> I did not get a jungle fucking jungle. vibe from them. Some kind of music you would <coughs> expect to hear. At a rave, maybe. Yeah, it was very, um, very industrial. Had a real industrial, old school goth industrial vibe to it, which yeah. I loved. Yeah. Um, yeah, electronic trap vibes. There was even a bit of Sleep Token sort of dashed trap. in there. Trap um, vibes. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what a trap is. Well, I'll play you some trap after and then you'll okay. understand what it cool. is. Yeah. I'll, I'll suggest some trap artists to you. Um, yeah, really strange vocals. Um, yeah. Really ominous, weird. I loved it. <laughs> I, Did I loved it. I thought it was. I. Th- th- it just shows you how much of a goth I am. Everything we've talked about that has had any w- sort of thing that's been dark in any way is the stuff that I normally enjoy <laughs> the most. Yeah. Um, which is weird because I don't know. I. I just. I just like that stuff. Um, yeah. I like exploring that 
that side of music. But yeah, I I, re- I loved it. I thought they were awesome. Um, if the, the 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 main stage is pretty stacked, but if there is no one else on that I want to see, I will probably go and see this band. Yeah. If not for just curiosity for anything else, but um, yeah, I really liked them. I will be listening to them again. Cool. Uh, next up is Miles Kemmerd Kemmer. Miles Kennedy. Who's he? His brother. (laughs) Miles Kennedy and Company. Uh, 2020 and 2021 was Lacuna Coil in this slot. They're playing anyway, aren't they? Yeah, Yeah. they are. Um, He's got 90,000 listeners and from the US. At this point, Miles Kennedy's voice precedes him. Certainly, it courses through six chart-topping albums from gold-selling rock juggernaut Ultrabridge Three records with Slash and the Conspirators, two albums from the main, two albums from the Mayfield Four, his 2018 solo debut Year of the Tiger, and guest appearances for for everyone from Disturbed and Hailstorm to Government Mule, Seven Dust. Oh yeah, there's a page break. Government Mule, Seven Dust, Mark Morton, and Daryl DMC McDaniel's. For as much as he remains renowned for his skyscraping timbre and earthquaking bluesy wail, his musicianship also encompasses eloquent songcraft, thoughtful cinematic arrangements, and of course, dynamic guitar fireworks as explosive as his astounding vocal range. He's paid someone to write this, hasn't he? <laughs> someone, someone. Not that he needs to. Well. No, he doesn't. Not that he needs to with that voice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that brings us to his second full-length solo album, The Ides of March, uh, through Napalm Records. These 11 tracks follow all of his muses into a pastiche of distorted rock and roll frenzy. Memphis Delta-soaked blues catharsis, soul ponderances, and even dalliances into country. Oh, that was hard to read. In <laughs> essence, it presents every side of Miles Kennedy. That was a lot. Yeah, he, another one. He, he's quite bluesy, isn't he? Quite southern. In yeah, this. he's got a. He's, he's yeah. This is. I think this is a different side. Uh, but I've actually put. It says Miles Kennedy and Company. I've written. Who is the company? Yeah, I don't know. I do, I, I tried searching that because because like I said, he's done so much. Yeah. But there's no specific band or or whatever that says company. So who is he going to bring out? Yeah, don't know. Might mm. just be. Yeah, people he his mates from other things or people he's made music with or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I mean, Alterbridge are incredible. I, I absolutely love Alterbridge. I'm never really that thrilled with anything else he's done. It's good. Don't get me wrong. And when I watch them, I might, like, this is great. Yeah. But um, if anything, Alterbridge all day long. Yeah. But um, no, I really like him. He's got a fantastic voice. Um, yeah. Brilliant singer. Literally brilliant. Amazing. Um, yeah. So yeah, if you're a Miles Kennedy fan in any shape or form, I'm sure you'll, absolutely love it i i was the opposite i was never really big fan of ultra bridge but i ah. did I, I did appreciate what he did you know i did i did know i knew that it was really good music um really good singer but it just wasn't my kind of thing and i yeah I was oh, from from like the first i think i watched them headline the second stage in like 2000 and download 2007 i think that was six or seven i can't remember absolutely incredible Ultra bridge yeah. brilliant nice Next up, then I think you're going to like this one, uh, is Lacuna Coil. Uh, in 2020 and 2021, it was airborne in this slot. They have 625,000 listeners, and they're Italian. 
Italian alt-metal superstars Lacuna Coil are shifting the paradigm yet again with, with new album Black Anima. Just as Comalese 2002, Shallow Life 2009 and chart-smashing Delirium in 2016 upped the ante and rocketed the Milan-based outfit into the upper echelons of Metaldom. Metal, metal, metal How can I read echelons better than Metaldom? Well, I suppose <laughs> Metaldom's not really a word. Uh, Black Anima is a level beyond all that. It's both a hard look at the past and a brave spirit sprint into the future. Two years in the making, Lacuna Coil's ninth album arrives after the group published their first book, Nothing Stands in Our Way. In 2018, and celebrated in, a, in auspicious fashion, their 20th anniversary with an ultra-exclusive, all-out, insane live show in London, dubbed The 119 Show, Live in London. Lacuna Coil have never shied away from hard work, nor have they restrained their creative impulses to push things, new songs, Anima Nera, Reckless, Beneficium, and Sword of Anger are mind blowers to the absolute limit. I quite yeah, like Reckless is a tune. Is it? Mm. Is that which album was, was that from the twenty eighteen album? Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. Well twenty eighteen, sorry, yeah, twenty eighteen. Yeah. Um Yeah, sick. I, I already knew I'd like Lacuna Coil. I didn't I did, so I didn't really listen to the songs that much on the on the playlist for the research for this. Um, it's not the sort of thing I listen to all the time, but uh, I do do like Lacuna Coil. Mm. Yeah, no, I love them. I love them. They're they're incredible, incredible goth alternative metal. Great hooks, amazing live. Always been fantastic live band. Um, I'm absolutely buzzing to watch them. I will definitely be trying my hardest to watch them. So you know, there's tons of clashes on this download for me. Yeah, so many bands. I think I counted like 20 bands that I'm absolutely gagging to see. Plus there's other bands that I want to check out. So I don't even know how I'm even going to see enough bands like this download. But yeah, Lacuna Coil, amazing. And Christina is an absolute goddess. I I had littered my wall with pictures of her (laughs) and Amy Lee um, (laughs) as a a young man. So um, yeah, and she is, she's... (laughs) <laughs> blue tack how oh, good um yeah she's you know one of the original alternative front women yeah she's in, they're they're all incredible they're a great band so um yeah i'm i'm buzzing love them awesome uh next on the lineup is oh this yeah this is interesting so this will be the second the sub headliner um uh, which is airborne in 2020 distillers were, were in this slot and 2021 it was airborne They've got 1.6 million listeners. So this is the first one with over a million. And it's like double, more than double what anyone's had before this. Uh, oh, and they, yeah, they're Australian. Uh, so, oh, I don't know. So why I said it was interesting, people could think that maybe Airborne will be bumped up to headline because the distillers have obviously, as we know, pulled out. Uh, so Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they get bumped up or they get someone else in. Yeah, yeah. And if Hopefully, get... no one really good, because <laughs> I, I, I'm already annoyed that I'm missing Electric Wizard, and 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 I'm 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 going to watch who we will get to who's headlining the, the the main stage. Yeah. Um, but if someone else really good does headline the second stage, I don't need any more clashes in this bloody <laughs> festival. There's too many good. Stop booking too many good bands. Download. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so for Airborne to bowl up. 
up to 30 Music Square West in April. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that is not a sentence. Is that what they've written? Blow up. It's probably meant to be blow up. To know. For Airborne to bowl up to 30 Music Square West in April of this year with no songs cast in stone, just a pocket full of riffs and a burning desire to make the truest rock and roll record of their 16-year career, took a certain chutzpah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Then, and a lot of balls, but history shows Airborne never have backed down from a challenge. Waiting for them in RCA Studio A was six-time Grammy Award-winning producer Dave Cobb, best known for his work with country superstars Chris Stapleton, Brandy Charlyle, and Sturgill Simpson. Cobb had, for some time, a cob on. Oh my God, that's terrible. Uh, it didn't say that. Cobb had, for some time, been itching, been itching to record a full-tilt, full, full earth-shaking, balls-to-the-wall hard rock band. The kind of band which had set his pulse racing as a teenager growing up in Savannah, Georgia. Within minutes of Airborne setting up in his studio, the 45-year-old producer knew he'd found his men. The results of this creative collaboration is Bone Shaker, the most immediate, visceral, spontaneous and thrilling album of Airborne's career. Ten songs in 30 minutes, raw, alive and bristling with attitude and intent. Are you a fan of Airborne? Um, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, i like them they're 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 really they're good they're good they're really good and people absolutely love them they're a proper party band they look like they're a hell of a lot of fun live um they're gonna probably absolutely kill it at download again because people are just obsessed with this band yeah um but I, I i i just i don't it doesn't do it for me me either doesn't do they're, it doesn't do it for me well that they were the acdc sounding band aren't they yes yeah um and and i i'm i'm not a fan of acdc so i wasn't really a fan of this you know it's it, i did i did make me think though like obviously being, being a huge iron maiden fan i know iron maiden and metallica have always been kind of similar you always hear new thrash bands you hear new bands that are doing not similar things to iron maiden but like doing the same sort of solo harmony harmonies whatever yeah yeah but it was a long time before i heard anybody trying to sound anything like acdc that's very true so that was interesting yeah like it, it was a bit of a shock when when there's a few bands that came out that were similar I was like, yeah it's good but there might be a lot yeah. more but i don't know because i'm not into that side of side of the music yeah, you're not gonna delve you're not gonna delve any deeper into yeah. it well, on the surface that's what it looks like but it might not be but no they, they're cool they're good yeah they're, i don't i don't have an issue with them at all i think they're they're pretty cool cool well um yeah the, the only other one uh well with the, the distillers that i've got written down but they're not playing anymore uh so we won't talk about them too much but it was meant to be the offspring headlining in this slot in 2020 and ah. 2021 didn't have anyone in that slot and in 2022 the distillers and the distillers only have 385 thousand listeners mm -hmm. so that is like a hell of a lot less than airborne yeah i think that just for the name though the distillers and yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're very well-known band aren't they so yeah in fact i do have a prediction of next year which i was supposed to say Whoa! at the beginning of the episode yeah I'll, nice. I'll, I'll say it at the end of this and i'll stick it in at the beginning because i want to get out okay so the main stage this is where the money's at uh the first band i <laughs> don't know why i said that the first band playing is Wayward Sons, 
2020 and 2021 was Wayward Sons, with 20,000 listeners from the UK. Reset the counters. Toby Jepson is back with Wayward Sons, his brand new band, and Ghosts of Yet to Come, his first new album in over 20 years. Before I go on, do you know who he is? No idea. No, okay. <laughs> he's back. <laughs> <laughs> he's back, though. He's back. <laughs> After the... After the incredible success of Little Angels, a number one album, millions of records sold, massive sellout shows and numerous hit singles, Toby has been busy these past years in, in, movie, work, in movie work, performing with Fastway, Gun and Dio's Disciples, and producing albums for numerous bands, Saxon, Fastway, Virgin Marys. His heart, however, is always in writing and performing, and so the concept of Wayward Sons was born. A new band built for playing live, a new direction with Toby's songs centre stage and a new album signed to Frontiers Music SRL with all the hallmarks of a great debut. I think I like, I think this is this is the one I was thinking of where it had a lot of the bluesy stuff. Um, yeah, they're they, awesome. They were bluesy, weren't they? Yeah. I've had a few Wayward Sun songs on my playlists for quite Have quite you? a while. Yeah, yeah, they're really good. They're oh, awesome. Really, really good songs. Yeah. Good really good classic like riffs. And um, my note was a good way to open up the main stage, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Cool. Well, let's move on Move on quickly. Uh, theory. This is uh, interesting. Yeah. So this is Theory of a Dead Man, which I've heard a lot of before. But uh, any idea why they changed the name to just Theory? I have no idea. I definitely did not listen to Theory of a Dead Man. <laughs> no. And definitely just listened to a band called Theory. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's seventh. So this is what I took from their website. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. no, actually, when I was making the playlist, I made sure I clicked on the the little buttons for Facebook and Instagram going through to their specific uh, pages, and it was Theory of a Dead Man. <laughs> it can't be because they're still called Theory of a Dead Man on not Spotify uh, on. Um, on on their social medias, they they just refer to themselves as Theory now, and I don't right. know why. Oh yeah, on their album covers, it just says Theory. Hmm. I don't know. No. I was obviously very confused. I listened to. <laughs> I didn't listen to Theory of a Dead Man. Right, let's give a let's give a band a bit of a shout out. Here we go. I'll tell you who I listened to. <laughs> I listened to the very small. <laughs> I was miffed by this one. The very small Danish metal band oh, yes. called Theory. I'm going to check them out. <laughs> they should probably and be. And they only, they only have 179 monthly listeners. <laughs> well, I, could, I think they'll be the new raunchy of the Danish. They could be. Yeah, they could be. Mm. Uh, yeah, they were good. Uh, were they? <laughs> don't listen to Theory of a Dead Man. They've got three million listeners. They don't need any more. Listen to the Danish band <laughs> Theory. Okay, that's all you need to listen to. Just type in Theory. They're the second one on there. Hey, and um, hey. yeah, it's going to be the secret band. People, secret band. people are going to think Theory of a Dead Man are playing, and Theory are going to come out and we'll be like, yeah, yeah, we're the fucking secret band, motherfuckers. Yes, <laughs> oh, I love it. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, like like we said, Theory. Obviously, something happened to make them want to drop of a dead man. It could have been something tragic. It could have been something massive. So, uh, not going to go too much onto that. Uh, they obviously had the reasons from, like you said, three million listeners from Canada. 
Los Angeles-based Canadian band Theory consistently deliver undeniable anthems rooted in scorching songcraft, experimental vision, rock and roll attitude, and clever pop ambition. In addition to selling out shows worldwide, they've toured with everyone from Alter Bridge and Bush to Stone Sour and Big Wreck and more. Theory's seventh full-length offering, Say Nothing, on Roadrunner Records or uh, slash Atlantic Worldwide, marks the start of a bold new chapter introduced by the 2019 single History of Violence. Next one, Buried Tomorrow. <laughs> I don't remember. I, 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 I listened to them. I don't think... Did I like them? I need to find them again. I don't really, I've never really listened to much for Theory of a Dead Man. Did I get down this far? Yeah, I must have. Yeah, they are. Yeah, so this this is definitely what I was talking about. Where there's like a a couple of a couple of uh, southern bluesy bands together, and this is, mm. I realised I did quite like them. So uh, yeah, it, I mean we're getting to the point where people will know if they like a band or not. Anyway, but I mean, yeah, you you might you might like them. I I, I didn't think I would like bluesy stuff. Like I said, until I was listening to it again. You know, I. I gave them a chance probably years ago and was like, nah, I don't like these. And never would have listened to them again if I wasn't doing this. So give them a chance. I think they're, they're okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good. Excellent. Next one is Bury Tomorrow. In 2020, it was Motionless in White. And 2021, there wasn't anybody in this slot. Uh, 632,000 listeners from the UK. Award-winning, multi-platinum, Los Angeles-based... Oh, I've just copied the same thing. I didn't. I didn't copy it. I just pasted it. I better go and fucking find that because I can't have it off at this point. Download festival. <laughs> That's so funny. Fuck me. Didn't copy it. Just pasted the same thing again. Yeah. To be fair though, when you do as many of these, you start to go fucking out. Yeah. Um. What the fuck are they called? Bury tomorrow. Bury tomorrow. Okay. Bury tomorrow's 2018 album Black Flame catapulted them into metal's upper echelons. It was the band's third consecutive UK Top 40 album, quite the feat for a heavy band, and took them on a tour which culminated with a huge show at London's iconic Roundhouse. But with follow-up Cannibal, the band have taken another leap forward. Already, the South Coast Quintet are responsible for some of Metalcore's most rousing anthems, and Cannibal is stacked with more glorious vocal hooks, razor-sharp riffs, and sublime melodies that will solidify their seat at UK metal's top table and um yeah i i actually kind of i kind of enjoyed them as well i i never liked them before or all, all, all the bands that came out of this sort of time um th- this kind of band is when fat beatdowns started appearing as what well. is that what you said earlier and well they did this is the new breed of that okay but yeah i mean their first album was only in 2012 so right they're um they're the they're the more new school side of metalcore. Yeah, but yeah, when I was hearing people saying that, I was like, oh, it's such a sick breakdown. I was like, <laughs> I, I kind of went off of all of these bands that uh, were coming out with that that kind of style. But listening to them yeah. again, I you know they were good. I I'm not surprised they are where they are because of this. Because yeah, I, I quite enjoyed listening to them again. Oh yeah, they, I love this band. Yeah, they're amazing. I listen to them all the time. Their last album, Cannibal, is absolutely phenomenal yeah i listen to it all the time it's incredible and their latest song that death ever colder is unbelievable yeah amazing I, i'm i'm absolutely buzzing to see these guys live awesome they are they're gonna be 
sick. And they're a huge band and a huge metalcore band that's from the UK. So even better. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Uh, next up is Black Bell Brides. I'm actually kind of surprised they're above them. I thought Very Tomorrow were huge. Oh, well, you probably no, are Black huge. Bell, yeah, they are, they are big, but they're, they're not Black Bell Brides big. Yeah. I thought they were. Uh, but anyway, yeah, they're... Uh, so they were in the same slot in 2020 and 2021. They haven't moved. At 1.7 million listeners, or that that proves that, from the US. As the devilish mashup of religious imagery and romance in their name suggests Black Veil Brides are possessed of a fascination with the dark. They follow in the bootsteps of metal, punk and rock trailblazers like Kiss, Billy Idol and the Misfits. A burning fire of determination engulfs the very heart of the band. Sparking new and revelatory rebellion while deeply entrenched in the rich traditions of hard rock. Decadence, perseverance and grandiosity all have a place within the beating black heart of the band. Alongside stripped down and raw sensibilities and reckless energy, Black Veil Brides are conquering anti-heroes, ambassadors for the disenfranchised and most importantly champions of kick-ass rock and roll abandon. What do you feel about Black Veil Brides. I don't really feel much. No? Um, well, they're fine. Yeah. They're fine. They're better than Barry tomorrow. I, I, I can't understand <laughs> how they've got s- as many listeners as they do. Um, no, I, I understand that. I get that. Um, but th- they're fine. Yeah. But people love them. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's all I've got to say about them, really. I think I think also people hate them. Really? I, I, I feel like they're one of those bands that, like the elitist people. I don't get anything. I don't get any vibe to hate them for any reason. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Well, you're not an elitist, really. No, the kind God, of people no. who would God, hate I hope Nickelback, not. the kind of people who would hate no, but, Monopoly. Uh, that was once. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who else? Who else do people hate just for the sake of hating? I can't think. Coldplay. Now. Coldplay. Yeah. The, Bring me the horizon. The kind of people who complain Biffy about Clyro. Biffy Clyro. Yeah. Yeah. The kind of people I think hate Black Veil Brides and. I think I, I I I honestly I could be wrong about this. It's just I I have no hard evidence. I've not read anything recently, so um, I could be completely wrong. But I ever since thinking of this, I've they're, they're a good band. They do they have got good music. They sound really good. I feel like people hate them because of how they look, and I just want to play like a, a random album track to a load of people who don't realize it's Black Veil Brides, and they'll go, <laughs> "Oh, yeah, this is really good. Yeah. Who is this?" And go, ah, it's Black Veil Brides. Ah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't say anything now, dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm fine with them. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, no, no, no problem with them at all. Oi, get down from there. Mm, sorry. Cool. Uh, well, next up, we are moving on to Skin Dread. In 2020 and 2021, it was Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. I did not know Frank Carter was in the Gallows. I've been hearing this name with this band for a long time. Yeah, I didn't realize it was. Mm, great band. Yeah, I saw them at the pilot. They were yeah. amazing. What, Frank Carter or The Gallows? Yes. Uh, no, I never liked The Gallows, but I really yeah. like Frank Carter and The Rattlesnakes. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, they, he's, they've got um, 658,000 listens. What are you saying, listens? Listeners. Listeners. Yeah, fuck me, it's late. Uh, and they are from Wales. You hear the name... Of course, he, yeah, I was thinking of Frank Carter still. Of course, Skindred are from Wales. You hear the name Skindred and you think of those Newport ragapunk metalers that have forged a relationship, uh, for, forged a reputation as one of one of the UK's most formidable live acts by rocking the world's.
biggest stages, winning Kerrang! and Metal Hammer Awards for their efforts of the loudly dressed frontman with the even louder voice, and of course the now legendary Newport helicopter. Uh, I've done a Newport Newport helicopter. I expect you have. Definitely. Most people we know probably have done uh, the Newport helicopter. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's awesome. We've spoken about them a couple couple of times before. Not the sort of thing I would normally listen to just on my own my, with my earphones but amazing live yeah i love I, I i love them i absolutely i love this band i love i've loved this band since 2002 nice that's how much of an old school skin dread fan i am wow. but yeah no i love them and they're absolutely brilliant live yeah. they are a, 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 a tour de force of just amazing and i think i'm what are they playing are they playing they're playing they're playing bloodstock no they played bloodstock yeah. last time and then I saw them so many times last year. I seen them at Download 2019. <laughs> then I watched them at the then they played the pilot. Then they played Bloodstock. Now they're playing this download. And I do not tire of seeing this band no. live. Like they're just incredible. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I'm I can't wait. Can't wait to see Skin Dread. Literally can't wait. Banging tunes as well. Yeah. They uh like I said, there's a kind of band that I've tried to listen to, like their albums on on like Spotify or whatever. And I couldn't get into it. And at the time, I thought even if it came on just randomly, it just one of the songs came on randomly, I pro I just wouldn't get it. But I feel like now I I would appreciate their songs personally on a personal level more than I would live. I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I would um enjoy it. Still. Yeah, good man. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have a day to remember. Uh, in 2020, we had Deftones in this slot, and 2021, we had a day to remember. So yeah, they've been there for a while. They have. 4.3 million listeners. I did not know these were this big. Oh, God, um, yeah. Day to remember a big I, band. What? I don't even remember listening to them. I'm wondering if it was a day to remember that I liked and, and not Bury Tomorrow. It might have been. I, I think I, a, a day to remember is a similar kind of story to Bury Tomorrow. No. For me. I never liked like what I, what oh. I said about Bury oh, Tomorrow. Okay. I never liked them. But listening to them this time, so I, I should read out what it says about them. Uh, ambition extinguishes limits with forward motion as the only constant a day to remember create they've paid someone to write this as well haven't they yeah they've, straight they've away you could just tell couldn't you you couldn't tell you forward tell. motion as the only constant nice a day to remember creatively bypass any and all boundaries leaping over the lines between rock alternative punk hardcore metal and pop with uncompromising outlier spirit as such, they unassumingly maintain their reputation as the biggest underground band in the world, boasting four gold singles, a pair of gold albums, a platinum single, nearly one billion, nearly one billion streams, half a billion, U, half a billion YouTube views, and com, cu, cu, com, cum, community, cumulative, cumulative, <laughs> cu, cu, cumulative sales of. <laughs> Three million plus. Oh, yes, yeah, getting late in it. Three million sales plus units, leaving sold-out arenas in their wake. The group logged a number two debut on the Billboard Top 200 with 2016's "Bad Vibrations," while more recently they ignited a high-profile collaboration with electric, electronic hitmaker Marshmello. However, they vault ahead once again on their 2021 fueled by Ramen de- debut. You're welcome. Now the quintet, Jeremy. Now the quintet, Jeremy McQuinnet. Now, the quintet Jeremy McKinnon on vocals, Alex Shellnut on drums, Kevin Scaff guitar and vocals, and Neil Westfall 
guitar and vocals and Joshua it said quintet oh it's five isn't it yeah and Joshua Woodward bass I thought quintet was quartet then realize their full potential as rock's most disruptively dynamic force I don't know much about a day to remember but like I said all I said all I, all I think is I didn't like them before listen to them they're, they're okay now I, I don't mind them I probably was a bit too harsh on what I thought of them before mm. yeah I've never been a never been a fan really um I've never liked metal and rock that has pop punk sounding vocals on top of it. And that is them all over. And I've, yeah. I've never liked it. Mm-hmm. Never. I've, I've, but, but I will say that I was dragged to see them live in, on download 2000 and th- in download 2013. And they were brilliant. I, you know, I didn't know any of the songs or anything, but the, the crowd were going nuts they were really really good yeah so um awesome. it's a really good sub headliner for download they're gonna absolutely kill it so happy cool. about that happy to happy to have them at download yeah sub headlining as well yeah because the next one is yeah. kiss uh and they've been on the bill to headline on the friday ever since 2020 how many listeners do you think they have oh god i can't remember no idea we, we've jumped up from like the closest was 1.7. No, yeah, 1.7. Deftones, four and a half million. Oh, we do I skip Deftones? No, Def, Deftones have been moved to the Saturday. Oh, they? Oh, yeah, no. Sorry. Yeah, it's a page break again. Oh, ticket. yeah. Um, yeah, so they had four and a half million. Kiss have 10.6, well, pretty much 10.7 million listeners. A month yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they've been going since the seventies. They should have that many yeah. listeners. <laughs> but the, uh, they're from the US. Uh, there's nothing written on the download festival website. Um, but you can kind of see, you know, people are complaining about the old bands headlining, but there, there's not a band on here at all with even half the amount of listeners Kiss have on 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 the Friday at least. So, oh yeah, definitely. Know, kind of, yeah you can see why they would want to book someone like this well this would only be the third time kiss have played as well it's not like they've kiss have not played this festival loads they played 2008 2015 and this year so they really haven't been there much considering how much of a huge band they are i consider kiss to be one of the greatest rock bands of all time yeah hands down without a doubt well you wanted Um, the best you got the best yeah the hottest band in the world. Well, maybe not anymore, but you know, at the time they definitely were. But yeah, I mean, like, it's a, it should be an honor to have these guys headline. Yeah, they got absolutely amazing tunes. Everyone knows the distinctive Kiss. You know the 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 font, the look, the amazing stage show. It is literally going to be an absolute blast seeing them live. They're always fantastic as well. Um, I watched a video of them playing in South America that I think they played a couple of days ago and oh, it just looked absolutely phenomenal. They're going to, the stage show itself is going to be amazing. I'm going to, I am a thousand percent losing my voice after this show because <laughs> I am going to be singing every single word. Awesome. So I'm going to die. But yeah, and also it's lit, you know, this is their sort of end of the road tour and it comes to like this and bands like Kiss and Maiden and Def Leppard and all these old school bands that are saying, there's not going to be many opportunities to see these bands on these kind of levels anymore. So no. if you are interested in seeing Kiss, you're really gonna, not going to want to miss this show because it in Britain, certainly, this is yeah. going to be one of the last chances to 
ever see them headline a festival. So it's it's a it's an important show. I think it's going to be an iconic one as well. I I'm, I can't wait. Literally, I, I don't know. I don't know. I might cry. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to be very like pent up with just like ah oh, yes, can't wait. Yeah, I think I'm I'm going to be there. I think I've said before I missed them in 2008, so I could go and see Simple Plan. Uh, I but I could hear them from where I was, and just mm. every song that came on, I was like, oh, I know this one. I know this one. <laughs> there were so many songs I didn't know was Kiss that I knew. So when they played in 2015, thank you for saying that a second ago. I would not have remembered which year it was they played. I went to see them thinking, like remembering the 28, 2008. But there was a lot of songs that they played that I didn't recognize that time. So I didn't enjoy it as much as, uh, I, as I would have, I think. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely interested in going again this time. I might listen to some more Kiss. I said to you earlier, I don't know if, it's, if it was before we were recording or not, but I, I watched Detroit Rock City again the other night. It's one of my yeah, favorite yeah. films of all time. So good. Amazing film. Yeah. Well, I've got a awesome Kiss playlist if you need it. Yeah. Or if anyone wants it. Okay. I have a really... Well, I, I think I have accumulated the greatest Kiss playlist of all time, but yeah, that could be debated. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well... It's probably about time to wrap up there. We've been going a bit longer than we normally do. I'm going to try and cut out as much rubbish as I can. But <laughs> um, before we before we do the outro, I just want to say, I, I was meant to say my prediction for next year. And I might leave it here. I might uh, do some weight bait and say in, in, the, in the poster, say listen to the all the way through to hear my prediction. It's a prediction <laughs> like you've never heard before. Um, yeah. so yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. It's the 20th year anniversary. Um, and I think they are going to go big. I think they are. This is what I would do. I would add an extra day. I haven't seen wow. anybody else saying that. I reckon. <laughs> I think they oh my will God. put bands on the Thursday. Because, uh, I mean, people have been sharing that Hellfest poster again they've got seven days of music yeah that's you know crazy. a lot of a lot of other festivals are doing a lot more now we can and i think they'll they'll try and get their footing again this year and yeah they, they, i think they will have four days thursday friday saturday sunday next year and i think well this is what i think they should do again as well they, people want them to bring new bands up and i think they should do that next year uh, yeah, we agreed on that before. Yeah, they yeah. should pull the trigger finally. Yeah, instead of having a massive twenty-year anniversary with all massive bands that have played before, do it on your twentieth year anniversary and set the precedent for years to come. Um, so I think they should have one massive band that has played before headlining, someone like Metallica who haven't done it for a long time. Uh, one massive band who haven't played before, someone like Foo Fighters, Paramore. Green Day, and two new bands headlining. Um, probably like Bring Me the Horizon, Ghost. Everyone wants Ghost at the moment. Yeah, I'd be well up for Ghost. Yeah, that's because they just finished playing arenas, and everyone was just like, "How the hell have these guys not headlined a festival yet?" Yeah. So yeah, Ghost's a good shout. Go Bring Me and Ghost a good shouts for two yeah. new bands to um headline. Yeah, that's good. I like that man. Yeah, but I've not seen. That's cool. Add in an extra day. Add in an extra day. That. That's a great idea. Yeah. And we him... should pitch that to Andy, even if <laughs> he doesn't do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's a great idea. Yeah. It would give me an excuse to put the ticket price up more as well. <laughs> oh, no, no, always do. no, no. I'd, I'd get that dig in there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Um, 
if you've got nothing else to add to that, I will start with the outro now because it's... Yeah, really I'm happy with that. Um, awesome. Yes, I'm... Friday will be a good day, man. All the days... All, all the days of download are stacked with bands I want to see or I've discovered after listening to them that I want to watch. So, yes, very good. Awesome. Okay, thank you all for listening. Oh, it's been... This has been a good one. I'm looking forward to doing the Saturday and Sunday. It's going to be awesome. So, yeah, the, we we have been Dear Download, and we'll see you in two weeks, but we'll be talking about every single band that's playing on the Saturday at Download 2022. If you have any feedback you want to share with us or want to correct us on anything we've said, have any stories for Campsite Fuckery, or, or have an episode topic suggesting that you think we should cover or want to come on and have a chat with us about, let us know. You can contact us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, as Dear Download Podcast or email us deardownload2003 at gmail.com that's 2003 and also a quick reminder that we want to hear from you uh, in in audio form send us an audio clip of, of you telling us what you love about Download Festival and uh, and we'll add it into our special bonus episode that's going out on, on the Download Festival morning on the Wednesday morning on, on Simon's birthday uh, yeah oh, yeah say happy birthday to him in the message as well then yeah awesome yeah um a massive thank you to anybody who's interacted with us on any of our social media posts recently it's it's a massive massive help it just pushes us out to more people it helps with the algorithm and yeah i know that there's been a few people who's, who've still been sharing our stuff top turnbuckle podcast we we uh we still want to do a, a duo duet quint quartet episode with them um but it's just waiting for them we, we won't be able to do it until after download now but yeah we can't wait to do that uh go and check them out if uh if you're a fan of wrestling simon where can people find you people can find me uh on instagram fonzie underscore simon and on youtube as simon bond come and uh have, have a butch awesome yeah yeah definitely go and have a look at the youtube as well it's uh awesome stuff I've still I'm been meaning to share it. So, uh, anything I've missed? Nah, man. No, I think that's Nah, good. man. I'm just buzzing. I'm buzzing for download. Awesome. Yeah, excellent. Right. Okay, well, um, yeah, that's it for us. That's goodbye from Simon. And a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Goodbye.